We're going to talk about pizza today. So much food. Pepperoni I have a really good pizza. recipe. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love best dough recipe ever. You're going to love found. this so much. I know. Be- but now I don't uh, I don't 100% know what's about to happen because mm-hmm. um I I I'm experimenting on a show format with our guest today. Mm-hmm. Can I, I roll my could. balls? Uh, yeah, okay. please roll your balls. <laughs> she brought energy <laughs> balls into the room and Shannon is wrapping them. Wrap <laughs> my uh, balls. Okay, cut that. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. going in. Nope. Dang it. Anything you say at this point is fair game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't resist inappropriate. It's because speak. we're 12. I know we're well, we're like we're in twelve-year-old boys. Seems so. That's something that a twelve-year-old boy would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a guest, so should we try to I scale live with back? a twelve-year-old boy? Does oh, that count? well then my you're used to it. My husband is a self-proclaimed twelve-year-old boy. Okay, Sometimes so he'll we're start good. giggling under his breath, and he'll just look at me, and I'll be like, "What's funny?" And he'll go, 12 twelve-year-old boy," <laughs> and I just go, "I don't want to know," and he knows I don't want to know, and it's super cute. <laughs> so he filters. You could have him listen to the first little bit of. This episode, and he'll be snark, snickling, snickering. He'll be so snickering. happy that he Snorkeling? made it on the Snorkeling. podcast. He will snorkel his way. <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> so maybe he'll be impressed that you were on a very professional podcast. He He's going to think it's hilarious when he hears my balls re- reference. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he will. Okay, he this it. is supposed to be a, it, well, it's swear free podcast. We are a swear free podcast, but we are also an inappropriate at times podcast. I know. It's but, not our fault that a cartoon in the 90s ruined the word balls forever <laughs> for all of us. Right? I mean, it's just, it's a word. It's which just which a word? word? Which cartoon? Beavis and Butthead. Oh. No, did I just yeah. date myself, Danae? No, no. I just forgot about them, which is probably for the best. Yeah, it really, really <laughs> I, it is. But I they're still. They're so burned in my memory. I can't. I do still t-shirt. pull yeah. the t-shirt over my head, though. I'm having one of those finger pointing moments at myself where I'm like, Shame on you. Like, because just last week, my students, the word balls came up and they all began began to snicker. And I stood up in judgment and I was (gasps) like, how old are you? And then here I am doing the same thing. So I'm like, (laughs) and you know, some of your kids listen to the podcast. I know. So they're going to call you out about it. it. I know. They still are using the, the old, I walked through the door and I forgot everything. That's why I didn't get a good great on my test oh remember that the, episode from like, what the first episode mm-hmm. we did and they'll find it and use it mm-hmm. well um as much as i want to just keep having really fun random mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. we should probably actually Get officially start the show so yes. welcome to the picture imperfect podcast my name is danae and i'm shannon and today we have a guest hi i'm brenda bauer <laughs> i just like basically threw you out into the deep end because usually there's a little bit more of an introduction i just okay. looked at you and you jumped in this is gonna be great she just yeah jump right in you're a like natural a right there mm-hmm. i've got a story to tell <laughs> <laughs> prepare yourselves buckle in it's gonna be a good show that's right so uh today um as you know brenda's joining us we're gonna have a topic of conversation about um i almost wanted to call it food fail but then that sounds like we're going to be talking about recipes gone wrong, which we can. Right. Yep. I do, actually. Maybe we should call it food fail. We could. 
When you said food fail, when you text me about that, that was the first thing I thought was recipes gone wrong, like Pinterest disasters, that sort of thing. Well, I will share a story with you here in just a moment then, because um, I've got one that I think you guys are going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. A recipe gone wrong. Prepare yourself. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. First, we're going to filter in five. So we did a different kind of a game with our friend, uh, Elias Stowers, when we had our first guest. Um I don't know. I kind of liked it. I had a good time. It was a fun question, sort of a different way to get to know you. Um, but I wanted to try fill turn five with a guest today. So we're going to mm-hmm. experiment and and try to fill turn five with three people today. Good. And I went back into our questions from you, our beloved audience. Uh, and I've got a really fun one today. So I'm really excited about that. If you have a question for us to answer, fill turn five, you can email us pictureimperfectshow at gmail.com. Or you can call us because, as you learned last week, I turned the phone number back on. <laughs> it is so. no longer on. Do not disturb. <laughs> uh, did you hear that episode, Brenda? Let me tell you, just in case you missed it. So we we launched the show. We had a website. We got a Google Voice phone number so people could call it. We even like made it spell something so that it could be memorable, which we've actually mm-hmm. never talked about. But we mm-hmm. will eventually talk about that. Anyhow, I, I guess I immediately started off as a do not disturb and so my ego has been bruised because nobody's, nobody's been calling. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then I realized I had it turned off. So. Oh, good. Did yeah. you have messages? I actually, I that mean, was my I, first question. Right. I'm like, but if it's do not disturb, maybe you, you don't even. No, send I think it just immediately blocked them. Shh. Either that or we never got a call. Not sure. Oh, we no, won't know. you got calls. But don't you think the crazy thing is, is as soon as I turned it on, I got calls immediately and I got messages from solicitors so oh, it does isn't work isn't that great isn't that wonderful thank you you know the, the, we love those people the shining side of of life <gasps> try to find the silver lining uh-huh. but at least the solicitors love our show all right are you guys ready to fill turn five yes all right shannon why don't you explain oh this segment all right filter in five is a segment that we do where we take your questions And we try to filter them in five minutes or less. And you know, if you've been listening to us for any length of time, it's really hard for us to filter in five. We have gotten pretty good at it. We have. We're growing in this area. But there's three of us today. That's going to really make it hard. And this time, the question's pretty big. Oh, no. What is it? Okay, here's the question. This always makes me so nervous. If you had two hours left on the planet Earth, what would you do? Five minutes going now. Sex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, go Brenda. uh, Like, (laughs) hey, that's a good way to go out. The yeah. whole two hours. No, no let's but not, that's let's the not. First, you said, what's the first thing? There that's you go. the first thing that popped into my head. Okay, and then two minutes later, what would you do? Uh, <laughs> quality time with my kids. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I think like gathering you all go my family. favey fave people and like yeah. loving, hugging, snuggling. Um, yeah. Man, I think, I mean, that's an obvious thing I think mm-hmm. I would do too. But my problem would be the people that I love are like I would try to get them to all come to one place to save time because if there's only two hours you want them all to gather together so I have this feeling that it would turn into like a festival maybe Mm. you know you get on social media and you'd be like hey spend the next hour with your family and then spend the next hour with your friends join us at the battlefield mall and then we would just like (laughs) close that place down and have a big party and you know break into the stores and wear fun clothes or whatever I don't know 
Because there, there wouldn't, I mean, two hours left. You can't be arrested for whatever you did. There's you no could, time, right? You could go get that car. We could go get the cars we all want <gasps> yeah. and race into the sunset. Yep. So this is going to be a big shocker for you guys. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, does it involve food? I kind of want to guess. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, she's going to eat something. I am. So I'm going to be with my family. It's making my eye twitch. <laughs> I would be with my family eating all my favorite food. <laughs> yeah. That is how I want to go out. Like with my family, with my husband, my children and really good food. Like snuggly and warm mm-hmm. and peaceful and comfortable. Laughing, laughing, laughing. We laughed so much at our house. So and eating just not just one type of food, like all the food. So I would have to FaceTime you. I would have to say goodbye. Oh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. Oh, you beloved listeners of multiple kinds of religious backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three women at this table, we all happen to be Christians, specifically mm-hmm. like of the uh, Bible where there's like God, this incredible, mm-hmm. you know, creator and then sent a part of himself to earth to tell mm-hmm. us that he wasn't a bad God. And then also a part of himself into us individually were, were those kinds of, of mm-hmm. people. So we, part of that religion is that we believe there's an afterlife. So mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't be worried about going and saying farewell to you no, because but I'd, I'd see you see on the you. other side. Yeah. But I'd want to see you. There would be very select people. Like if I only have two hours, right. I'd be real choosy because that two hours goes so fast. I mean, would you have like fun? Would you like take mm-hmm. a flamethrower to your clothes or something? Like, oh, I hate this part of my house. Let's just destroy it. Or like, would you do something crazy and like really um, destructive? I don't know that I would spend time being destructive. No, but, I wouldn't. But, you know, some people really like hate that huge project that they have to do. Like my mom and dad, for example, they have in the backyard, they've got this big... Um, Oh, what are they called? Like a barn that just has a whole bunch of stuff in it. Yep. Like a shed. She but should. it's huge. So my mom and dad avoid it like the plague because it's a huge project. It's mm-hmm. boxes from like all of my youth, my brother's youth. And it's just stuff that they kind of don't want to go through, but they need to go through. Right. I can see my mom just like chucking a Mott Love cocktail thing in there and yeah. setting a fire and. But your point is really good, right? Like none of us picked things that are, I'm going to do something that preserves my stuff <laughs> right. for the future, right? None of us said, I'm going to go clean my kitchen or I'm going to go grocery shopping so that I have stuff for later or none of that. No. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon just went and found a, like, so you would go glutton. You would just I go think, straight. <laughs> I think I just sent that to someone on accident. <laughs> she. She what? just had a gif uh, of a of a very <laughs> totally gluttonous, crazy glutton child with a whole bunch of chocolate on his mouth, and apparently mm-hmm. you just sent it to somebody. And then to that one of, too. Yeah, we also <laughs> didn't talk about preserving. Like, I would go and get my hard drive full of all the pictures that I've saved of my family and put them in the titanium box so that when the end of the world happens, maybe somebody in the future can find like yeah. a relic from my life. We mm-hmm. didn't talk about that. It's just, we would mm-hmm. totally be in our moment mm-hmm. and enjoying yeah. it. Well, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I think about. You've got two hours left. I don't think with the way my brain works, I wouldn't go to thinking about those things. It would just be that immediate. I can't imagine not being with my family. I mean, I don't know. I Yeah, I feel like, you know, done is done if you say the world is over. Mm-hmm. The world's over, guys. Okay. It's time. <laughs> we did it. The aliens are coming. 
Yeah, we did it. That was a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Man, thanks for that question, April. Uh, if you want to send in your question, again, just email us pictureimperfectshow at gmail.com. After these questions come in, I always like go home and think about it more. And I come up with all these different ideas and thoughts. And- Does it kind of feel like after you have an argument and you think of a different way to have explained You're like, yourself. oh, I should have said, said that. Yeah. I did that a lot in my youth. I don't do it as much anymore. I really feel like I get out what I need to say in my mm-hmm. moments because I'm not as afraid of speaking my mind. Mm-hmm. A little peek into my Obviously, past. Obviously, I'm not afraid of speaking my mind. I said sex at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. I know. Like, well, that's <laughs> uh, what popped into my head. <laughs> so my friend Brenda here is somebody that um, I've known for um, over, over 10 years. I guess I shouldn't say we know each other really well. Mm-hmm. We met in a circle of uh, health and wellness kind of area of Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a nice health and wellness vibe here. A lot of massage mm-hmm. therapists, a lot of people who are really into just whole foods and health. And uh, there was this movement about health and wellness about 10 years ago that I was a part of along with my friend, Christy Clay Baker. Um, and it was called iBody. And I met so many amazing people in that time frame. And Brenda was coming to some of our networking groups at that time yeah. uh, because she's very passionate about nutrition and health and whole foods. And we just recently reconnected after quite a long time and started a whole new kind of level of our friendship. We spend a lot of time on Voxer together, just talking about really cool things that are happening in our lives. And uh, I just realized that um, apart from me loving what you're passionate about, Brenda, I also love how you talk about it because you're very inspirational and non-judgmental, which is really Mm -hmm. important on a show like ours where we really kind of open up the more imperfect parts of our life. And in talking about food and nutrition, I know that there's some um, there's a lot of pain that kind of comes from that from mm-hmm. a societal perspective because and I'm be honest and I've been honest with both of you guys um, about this. I'm a fast food girl. I love fast food. It's easy. It's simple. and It's got the flavors that I like. And only in the past four years have I learned how to cook for myself, for my family. And I'm having a good time at that. But mm-hmm. I have not yet perfected the art of bringing those healthy foods with me in my life. I don't have that forethought that foresight to kind of bring it along yet Mm -hmm. so that's my journey um and so i was missing like a nutritional element and so brenda's just been really great in helping me find resources to just make sure that i am getting nutrition that my daughter is getting nutrition Mm -hmm. and so um, i'm really excited to just talk about the importance and the fun and the ease that you can have with it and the fun you can have with it while also recognizing that everyone has a struggle when it comes to making sure that we're getting the right foods. Totally. Like we all know, oh, you need nutrition. It's good for mm-hmm. you. But it's hard to actually implement that in our lives. So right. I'm really excited for you guys to talk to Brenda today. It's funny. I say talk to as if we're <laughs> having this. Yeah. Yeah. Open hey, I conversation. all the time talk back to you guys when you're playing in the car. Totally. That's awesome. Are you upset with us at the end because we ignore you completely and don't talk back to you? <laughs> no, I just boxer you. That's true. <laughs> I'm special. That's true. Hey, let's start here. Um, do you mind recapping a little bit? Because you had a really fun uh, reaction to our BU conversation with Aaliyah Stowers. And sure. you kind of, um, when you were talking to me about how that like broke open a little bit uh, in your life, I would just love for you to talk to the audience about how that show impacted you. Really, my reaction, I loved what you said, Shannon, of... Well, what I took away from what you said, I don't know what you said. Okay. I know what I heard. I don't know what I <laughs> is. I, you hey, had, we're learning. I don't know what I say either. You've been in a community where 
people's strengths were almost used against them. Yes. And I have definitely been in that situation. So Mm -hmm. for those of you listening who can't see me, I'm six feet tall and redheaded. Mm -hmm. So I'm already big at the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, then to be a type A leader person accused Mm -hmm. of being bossy in junior high, bullied for it, rightfully so, probably. Um, Yeah, there's been lots of opportunities and invitations to be smaller, to be quieter, to stop being less or be less of that thing and be more of this thing. And Mm -hmm. so what I loved about what she said was your strengths don't need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. They are what they are. We can improve on our strengths. Mm -hmm. There may be areas in our lives that we would like to develop, but there are also things that if they're not, I mean, what I got out of it, if it's not your natural strength, let it go, delegate it, find somebody, collaborate, move on. And so um, that was super empowering for me. And as a mom of two girls, so they're 12 and 10, I'm always thinking of what am I doing? How is that duplicating for my girls? How do I want that to look like for them? And I absolutely, they are made perfect, Mm -hmm. right? We're not perfect, but they are perfect in their creation. And I want them to live into their strengths and breathe into that and not hear this, be small, be quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just fascinating. Make apologies for who you are. And yeah, yeah. try to be less of something. Let's be more of something. I think like cultures change, culture has changed a lot too, because in the past uh, that was kind of the expectation that mothers would help their youth help their children to learn what was expected because they wanted to make that child's life easier Mm -hmm. because in a male dominated society. And I know that probably pushing some buttons here, but in that society, in the ways of old, if you made a splash or if you did certain things, your life was made more difficult. And so Mm -hmm. they would, you know, our, our matriarchs would try to tell us to change, to make our lives easier. Well, now it's very different. Our culture is so different now because the conversations are blown wide open. There are no doors and walls anymore. We have the internet. Like you literally can invite the entire world into your living room. Mm-hmm. You can invite it into your personal space. And so we have to teach each other how to be strong and have boundaries now and learn about how to keep a safe space for yourself. And there's it's a different conversation entirely. Totally. So when you're asking a young person or any, or an old person, anyone, if you're asking anyone at any age, any sex, uh, any kind to change who they are, it's adding a complication into their life that's totally not necessary because you need to find their strengths and like move into that and like breathe life into that mm-hmm. and then find people that, you know, can encourage them to just be who they are. Because when you find that part of yourself, creating boundaries and creating conversations is so much easier. Right. Because it just flows naturally Absolutely. out of you. Absolutely. So anyways, I appreciate that feedback yeah. because yeah. that's... um. That's kind of like that show is one of my favorites because I feel like it just blew the doors open mm-hmm. to allowing people to be themselves in a totally yeah, new way. Yeah, just giving them permission mm-hmm. to celebrate the things that in their life that maybe weren't celebrated or you know what I'm trying to, to yeah. say. Yeah. And for you, Brenda, you know, you encourage a lot of people every single day to find their own path to health and wellness and nutrition. So if you feel more confident about doing it from just who you are, not having to worry about running it mm-hmm. through all these filters, yep. just makes what you do even easier. So yep. why don't you just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do, mm-hmm. and awesome. then we'll get into our big topic today on food and, and failing through food. <laughs> so uh, I am a mama of two, wife to one, and love being a girl mom, like 
God just totally knew that that was the right thing for me. So that's been fun. Um, And it was really in 1998 that my health journey took a turn. So I was raised in a house where my mom fed us well, garden, two colors of vegetables at every meal. If we didn't eat our salad at dinner, we were going to see it again at breakfast. Like she was serious, right? Wow. And so I love that. McDonald's only happened for somebody else's birthday party. It's why I'm six feet tall. I'm like, could you just feed me some processed food and stunt my growth? But no, (laughs) right? Like that's how it went. No. Is that why I'm short? Maybe. Is that it? No. DNA involved too. Oh, okay, so, okay. Um, yeah. And I also got to work on a fruit farm. My cousin Ooh. owned a centennial fruit farm in Michigan. So year when I was 13 and 14, those summers I went and worked. And so I actually was kind of a picky kid given that growing up, there was still a lot of fruits and vegetables I refused to eat. And, and so I got the opportunity to engage with them when they were raw and mm-hmm. my mother wasn't around and there was no pushback as a right, teenager on my right. part, right? And all that. So that expanded my horizons. And then in 1998, I had started my corporate job and a coworker said, did you know somebody figured out how to put fruits and vegetables in a capsule? And it got my attention because I had this list of things that you're supposed to do the right way, which is eat your fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and um, take a nutritional supplement because we don't get everything that we need from the food that we eat in modern America. And we can go into maybe some food supply when we get into food fail. Sure. Um, Cause that's interesting. Um, and so this was like, well, I can check all those boxes and still do the beer and pizza, the beer and pasta diet that I was doing with my 20, I don't know, six hours a week of step aerobics so that I could eat whatever I wanted to in my 20s, right? right? So <laughs> it was totally Robin Peter to pay Paul. That was my whole vision of the whole thing is how can I get everything I want and have my cake and eat it too? <laughs> so good for you. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. I mean, isn't that, that's kind of what I want. That's sort of what I, is that? <laughs> That's what uh, um, uh, that's um, what Shannon right. and I. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Right. So, so you're not saying no these things to shame us. <laughs> there's no perfection in my motivation. Right. That's that's the first piece. Um, but the other thing that's become my passion area. So that was 20 years ago. I mean, that's even hard for me to say because I'm still that same person. And um, my passion area is I was having migraines. I was having back pain, and. I considered myself a healthy person and I didn't Mm -hmm. consider those things that I had any control over changing Mm. and no one was speaking into me. There's something that you could do about it. I just thought that was going to be my life forever. And so fast forward, knowing that nutrition, a healthful lifestyle. I mean, this is not me. This is statistics saying 80% of what we're dealing with Mm-hmm. can be fixed or or at least mitigated by a more healthful lifestyle. And so that's what I love preaching to people. It's not about perfect. It's not about never a hamburger. Um, it's about how can we flip that switch where our bodies are getting enough nutrition mm-hmm. that they can heal from the inside out because we were created that way. So that's that your was, passion. Oh, that's, man, I, I didn't know that's that. where that story was going to go, but. There you go. <laughs> wow. I just went to church. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've always been afraid of nutrition conversation. I um, just, you know, a little background on me. I've already talked a little bit about it. But to go back into my youth, we didn't talk about nutrition a lot. I mean, besides like the, the health pyramid at school. That's kind of my only mm-hmm. my only thing. But I have the genetic lottery where I have high metabolism and I look healthy. But mm-hmm. if you were to 
be able to see on a cellular level what kind of nutrition I get, um, it would be probably pretty atrocious because I don't. So I often haven't had to have Mm-hmm. nutritional conversations because I also have the DNA lottery where we don't have a lot of health problems mm-hmm. at least yet. So now I'm in my mid to late thirties. So we're heading into the time and season of my life where I have heard mentors say over and over and over again through my life that things start to really change once you cross over that 40 bridge and you yes, go into 50. Yeah. And so if you're not mm-hmm. taking care of yourself, you start to feel it in different ways. So I'm really excited to hear this conversation because Uh, or continue this conversation, I should say, because we've already started it, about ways that we can enjoy nutrition and enjoy that relationship with our body and learn about how, I mean, there's so many people that believe that our bodies are a holy place. You know, we, Mm -hmm. our soul resides in one spot and it's this, Mm -hmm. you know, this case that we're in. So if you want this shell of who we are to actually thrive and be able to house all the things it needs to do then nutrition is a huge huge part of that Mm -hmm. so like my focus has probably more been on massage therapy chiropractics you know Mm -hmm. movement but um for sure if you were to look at like a chart my nutrition intake or my nutrition focus has been very, very minimal in my life. So just a little bit of background on myself. That's Mm -hmm. how that's I'm very similar to you. Um in the regards that I grew up in a family where nutrition wasn't really pushed. I mean, my mom wasn't a big cooker. Um, that's not something that she enjoyed growing up. So a lot of things came from boxes when she did cook. It was a lot of hamburger helper, mac and cheese, that sort of thing. So it's just white bread, you know, was a staple in our house. Um And my dad, who loved to cook, is Italian, and so it was lots of fatty, you know, pastas and sausage and pork and, um, you know, that type of just rich foods. And I had a very fantastic metabolism growing up, and so I was someone that could literally eat whatever I wanted, as much as I wanted, didn't have to exercise, look like I did every day. Um, So, but... Like you're saying, Danae, if you were to look at it on a cellular level, it's probably just horribly atrocious. And so I built a lot of bad habits. Um, I married my husband. He was a vegetarian when I met him. Um, He definitely paid more attention to his diet. He didn't have the same type of metabolism. So he needed to pay attention to it Mm -hmm. because anything, he swore that he could drink water and gain weight. Like it was just one of those things. Um, So I went through a phase where I actually taught myself how to, you know, just the importance of nutrition, putting in my body, raising my girls that way, and was at the optimal health of my life when they told me I couldn't have children. And I ended up pregnant with James. He was our surprise baby. We were four years from being empty nesters. And I know it was because of nutrition that I probably got pregnant. I mean, I was at the optimal health in my life, have since backtracked. Um, so I'm really excited about this. I'm excited. I can tell by the way you talk, just the inspiration, the encouragement, um, the knowledge base that you have. I just know this is personally going to be for me today. So I'm excited. Oh, wow. So before we release Brenda to just speak her mind <laughs> and take us on this, whatever journey conversation we're going to have today, uh, let's talk about a quick food fail moment. Can we oh, just share like an embarrassing sure. cooking story? If you don't have one off the top of your head, that's totally fine. I just want to talk about real quick, one of the worst food fails I've ever made. And it's kind of like one of those epic ones where we talked about it on the radio show and I still get comments on it. (laughs) So when I was, as I said, I'm kind of new to learning how to cook. So about four years ago, 
I just, and oh, I should also mention this. I cook by smell more than time. Mm-hmm. I forget to set timers because I I'm usually. I'm five you right now. Okay. Okay. Because I can kind of smell when it's done. Like, oh, that smells good. And yep. then you go over and it's just right. And then the timer usually goes off within like 12 seconds of my nose. So mm-hmm. anyhow, I walked away from boiling eggs. Now, boiling eggs do not make a smell. When, when they're done, <laughs> they're just done. And you do need to set timers. <laughs> 40 minutes later. Oh, no. I got distracted by my dogs. I was playing. It was just, you know, I walked out of the room and just totally forgot. When I came back, there was no water in the pot. The egg. Like when I walked on the corner, I smelled something and it was weird because it was like rotten egg smell. Oh, my god! But gosh. really intensely. Like <laughs> it was just really intense. And I as the realization hits me and I start running into the kitchen i come around the corner of the kitchen and i hear a pop (gasps) and the second of the five eggs exploded i missed the first one the second one exploded half of it shoots across (gasps) the house and my dogs think it's like the best game ever because now they're like chasing the molten hot Mm -hmm. egg it was really (laughs) horrible but and they ate the whole thing like shell and all but what was really crazy is that so at the bottom of the pan, again, no water. It was just these burn marks, like these charred black burn marks from where the eggs had just been sitting there just charring away. Did you get it off? I did eventually. It took a couple years. <laughs> yeah. But it's gone yeah. now because it was a stainless so you steel didn't pot. didn't have to throw the pan away. I didn't. I did not because it was a stainless steel pan. But I learned a valuable lesson that particular day about, you know, eggs need timers. Now mm. I just use an instant pot, but that's a whole other for your eggs. Whole, See, yeah. I'm yeah. scared that that later that will happen. It, I'm terrified to use an instant pot because I feel like I will shoot things out of it and explode. My friend Ida says that in a past life she was killed by a, a pressure cooker <laughs> because her terror level with the pressure cooker is like so intense. That's that she how thinks I that feel. She... But I saw my dad blow one up once, oh. and it, uh, so I'm. I think I have like post traumatic stress syndrome or something. From sure. I get around them and I'm like I can't uh, cook with one of those. I think the new ones have a ton of safety features though because so i tried to do hearing. sweet potatoes and mine last night and mm-hmm. i just got mine at thanksgiving so i don't okay. know i'm like on oh girl i got some recipes to share with you okay and so i'm like water no water well i do my spaghetti squash in the crock mm-hmm. pot with no additional water so i'm like i'm just gonna throw those sweet potatoes in there so i did the first one they oh, didn't no. cook all the way so i started it again and it wouldn't start it kept erroring out on me and i think it knew that it that oh, i was doing bad needed- juju yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I added water. That makes me Worked feel great. better. So I was thinking, what could be one of my food fails? And I'm sure I've had a million of them. Um, I think one of the most epic ones was when I was watching. I love to watch Food Network. Um, and there was an episode on diners, drive-ins, and dives about chicken and waffles, <laughs> and I decided. I want to try to make that. Yeah. So I was making chicken and waffles for dinner. Well, I don't fry things. That's not something I've ever done is my fry experience is very, very limited. So I was frying chicken. And I guess you need to be really careful. I'm just going to tell everybody you need to be real careful when you're frying things. Um, So I had this big, beautiful cast iron pot filled with this beautiful chicken that had just the most beautiful like crunch on the top of it and it's spattering everywhere and all of a sudden it starts smoking (gasps) 
I started a grease fire. <gasps> oh my gosh. I'm not even kidding you. And then I didn't know what to do. You don't throw water on a grease fire. No. It does not uh-uh. put it out. It actually makes it go yeah. even yeah. more. Yeah. So I ignited the fire even more. <gasps> So I'm freaking out, screaming at this point. My house is filling with smoke. I'm screaming to my kids, get out of the house. The house is on fire. It's a very hysterical moment. <laughs> I'm just having a visual of it again. <laughs> I'm dressed in all black. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like freaking out. And so I go get cornstarch and I start throwing cornstarch. And then I start throwing um. I start throwing flour and you've got to understand like the house is covered in smoke at this point. I'm dressed in all black covered in it. I've called 911 by this point because I'm for like, you. Yeah. so the fire department is right like two roads down from me. So I can Good. hear them like they are like I it's like I could hear their gates coming up. And Megan, my middle daughter, had just taken some type of safety class and she comes running in and she's like, mom, you have to smother it with a towel. And she literally jumps on it and starts smothering the fire out of the chicken. (laughs) And by the time I go walking outside, two fire engines, the fire chief, all the firemen are walking up. And I walk out covered in flour. And I'm like, guys, I got it out. (laughs) And I thought the fire chief was going to kill me. (laughs) And I'm laughing and they come walking in to assess the situation. They're like, that looks really good. And I'm like, I think it might be savable. I saved that chicken. (laughs) Yes, you did. I cooked it the rest of the way in the oven, but it had just enough crisp. Chicken and waffles are delicious, but it is something I will never cook again. I will only order out. I asked the fire chief. I was like, I know this is kind of pushing it, but could I take a selfie with your truck to post for my story? While you're here. So the firemen were awesome, though. They ended up running a blower through my house to pull all the smoke out. They swept my front porch and they delivered my mail to me. I was like, could you guys come hang out more wow. often? Like, And they're was, like, no, no, we ridiculous. can't. Because Absolutely you're going to take care of your, your issues, right? Like, don't invite them back. <laughs> I will never forget the look on the fire chief's face. The firemen weren't so put off by it, but the fire chief was super annoyed. I think it was my hystericalness on the phone that caused so many to come. Um yeah, that was my. <laughs> I wonder if he was annoyed. I don't think he was annoyed that you had the fire. I wonder if he was annoyed that you stayed in your house. Yeah, yes, to they put, talked yeah. to me. Yes, because they they're talk super to me about into that. life yes. before property. That yes. whole and so I feel like that's probably. I think you're right, but they I, don't know. Shannon. They did talk to me they about don't. that. They don't know Shannon. They don't know her inner it's, superhero. It's not about <laughs> life before property. It's about life before chicken for her. It's, it's chicken before I life. I can't believe I. I salvaged that recipe I can. and it was good <laughs> that you did it was good it was a little smoky but it added you know, to the experience <laughs> <laughs> Sean my poor husband starts on there it's okay my poor husband drives up in the middle of all of it having no oh. idea all he sees is trucks in uh-uh. front of our house and sirens and so you can't even imagine mm-hmm. and he's like jumping out of the car and I'm like it's okay it's okay and I got it out you're over there selfieing with the fire chief and he's like what have you done that was probably crossing the line now that i think about that story that was probably a little inappropriate well, you, al- you also talk police officers out of tickets and hold them hostage for like 12 <laughs> days so you know one day at a time hey, Brenda, accidents do you have one? happen i do my first tip is do not follow shannon when storytelling okay because i thought my story is pretty good but um, so i have a long list of food fails because like you danae i my go-to is not to set a timer i feel like cooking is an art 
a little more than it's a science, but it really is a science too, right? So there's lots of stories of me burning the toast. I just put a nice black char on some garlic toast a week ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so there's Mm -hmm. all of those. But I think I will tell the one of when Michael and I were first dating. And I wanted to have him over and make dinner for him and I was really excited because obviously we really liked each other we got married um but I decided to use the box of instant mashed potatoes that had been in my kitchen that my mom sent with me when I left for college oh (laughs) now I so they were a little they do expire yeah out of date well you know I'm like it's freeze-dried potatoes right what can possibly go wrong because we don't throw food away. Right, we totally right, connect right. on this level. So I make it. And then also there was a, because it's not a science, it's an art. So there was a snafu with the how much wet and how much dry go in. And they weren't quite right. And so I added some more dry. And we sit down to eat this meal. And I fork into the mashed potatoes. And it's like eating sand. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, these are terrible. Please do not eat them. And he went back for seconds. Oh, that's a man right there that loves you. Wow. Isn't he? He really (laughs) Did he really enjoy them or was he just, you he was just. To this day, he's like, they were fine. I'm like, you're lying. That was awful. (laughs) It was so bad. Don't lie to me. he did it. Oh, that's actually a really sweet story. So he redeemed my imperfection. That's really sweet. awesome. Yeah. Well done, husband. Mm-hmm. Well done, everyone. Well, thanks for sharing your stories. If hey, again, if you guys have a story and mm-hmm. you want to share, we're happy to share it on the mini sode next week. Yeah. Just email it or call us. Call us. Our phone works. <laughs> call us. <laughs> Everybody has a food fail. Anybody ever? Oh yeah, cooked anything? When has when I did the radio show, we got so many calls that particular day. I mean, crazy fun mm-hmm. stories. So I would love to hear your stories. We'd yeah, love to share too. them. Um, go to our website, pictureimperfect.show. You can submit your stories there. Our email is there. Our phone number is there. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay. But right now, I want to hear more of your heart, Brenda. I want to know, like, here on the show, what do you want people to hear you talk about the most? Like, what kind of message do you want to share with our audience who is on their own journey of battling, you know, imperfection in their life? Yeah. I think we all have so many stories and emotions around food, right? And mm-hmm. and in having talked with people about their health and I focus on the food component of that, I feel like people are on a continuum of there's some people that I work with that are really comfortable with food being fuel and they really just see it as fuel and fuel only and I need carbs, fats and proteins and I get to work with one gal who was like, yeah, I don't enjoy food prep. I don't necessarily enjoy food consumption. I just know I need it to be able to do all the other things in my life. So I want you to teach me how to get the best fuel possible with the least amount of effort, right? And so that's one end of the continuum. And then I think the other end of the continuum is food is pleasure and food is fun. And Shannon, <laughs> she's not the only one, right? And and I think that is part of how we're created, right? Food is social and it tastes good and it's supposed to taste good. And, mm-hmm. and so it's an experience to kind of, for me, for my own personal journey, it's how can I be somewhere in the middle? So I tend to look at meals of, is this a fuel meal or is this a fun meal? 
And then I let it be what it is. Or are there components of every meal of this is my fuel portion. So as much as I love what I do and I love growing food and I've got salad growing in my office right now. Yeah, she has one of those. um, What are they called? The tower tower garden. Yeah, Yeah. I want one of those. Yeah. And so I have all this lettuce and romaine in particular, just to brag, I have recall free romaine lettuce growing in my office <laughs> and so we've serious? had salad every night this weekend i don't really like salad but i eat it because it's fuel and then as i eat it i actually find that i enjoy it very much but it never sounds good i never go oh not never but rarely it's not one of those people really that like, go oh, i want a salad I want a gigantic salad today right. i always want the potato chips so i Me always too. want the potato i chips. love too. salad i love salad with fried chicken and and ranch dressing Yes. So isn't that count as Okay, moving on. Hey, it's not very something <laughs> is better than nothing. Thank you, Brenda. Something is better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's that for me, it's that 80 20 rule. If 80% of what I do can be fuel for my body, the 20% fun is inconsequential. So today like you that. brought in some, uh, can you describe, I mean, yeah. Shannon referenced them earlier. Going Let's, back to the chocolate balls. Can we call them chocolate globes? Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we can call them protein bites. There you go. <laughs> for the people. So can you describe, not their shape, but can you describe what's in these? And then Absolutely. tell me, is this a 20% or an 80%? This is 100%. What does that mean? That means there's no negative component to this food. Everything in here is fuel for the body and it tastes like fun food. It really does. So it's a win, win, win Mm -hmm. for me. And so what's in it is gluten-free oats, chia seeds. I use a plant-based protein drink mix. It comes from a company that I partnered with. I'm a marketing representative for them. It's all plant-based, which I love that. Um, It's clean. I feel like so many protein powders have a bunch of stuff. Like extra filler stuff. Extra fillers. Um, protein sources are really important. Do your research. We don't have time for that today. But like my pre-adolescent daughters, I'm very, very, very particular about the kinds of protein that they get and the kinds of animal products that they get because I have an agenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I have an agenda about puberty, people. Okay. <laughs> so also that. in here is, uh, I'm pretty sure I used almond butter. Okay. And then these are I'm eating chai one flavored. Yeah. Go They're for delicious. it. They're delicious. Yay, I'm glad you love them. These are chai flavored. Mm-hmm. And so cinnamon, cardamom, uh, I don't even remember all the ones, but your chai spices. So and, you're saying that yeah. this, it does taste very delicious. It's mm-hmm. sweet and it. I, I love it, but it's not, you're saying it's 100%. So this isn't. 100%. I was wondering if it was going to be the 20 because it tastes really sweet, but you're like, no, it's actually good fuel for you. So that's cool. Totally. Look what we can do. So can how I- many of them can I eat? <laughs> All of them. And because it's, it's 100 me. You can't overdose on good food, right? And so 100%, you can My eat kind all of food. them. Yep. I knew you and were going to love today, Shannon. And also when you Shannon. eat great food, your body regulates. I always think I'm going to eat so many of these and then I typically have two or three Mm-hmm. And you're good. And I'm really good. And I'm ready mm-hmm. to eat them again the next time. But I don't. It's not like the bag you wanna, of potato chips yeah, that's that you genetically can't. modified to make us want to eat the whole bag. Right. And okay. then you feel horrible and yeah. bloated and it's coming back up your throat. Does this happen to you guys when you do these things? Not you, because you eat a bite of a fun size Snickers and yeah. you're done. You're yeah. Good. I, I don't eat great food, but I don't eat a lot of it at a right. time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's still not great, grace. but I, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the way that it should be. But I do love this idea that you need to be thinking about what's in your food. For me, mm-hmm. it just seems literally exhausting. 
Yeah. When I think about, oh, if I have to start thinking about everything I eat and really looking at the ingredients and being honest with myself about whether or not it is good for my body or my daughter's body or my husband's body, I feel like I'm going to never, like, I'll just turn into like this little shell person and just rock in the corner, you yeah. know? So one of the things that you're teaching me, Brenda, and and it resonates with things that others have, uh, other mentors in my life have already said, is that there's products that you can just begin to go towards and gravitate towards that you know are going to be healthy for you and safe. Mm-hmm. So like for you, you, you're like, I don't even know what I put in these, but I know it's got X, Y, and Z. I would love to, at some point in my life, be able to just whip out these chocolate balls, bite-sized protein, bite. protein things. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so if your listeners, so I made this from a recipe, Danae. I did not make this up in my head. I did not go, oh, I would like some chai flavored protein bites today. I'm just going to whip that out. Um, And so they can go to forkfighter.com. That's my website. Forkfighter.com. And there's a contact me, fill out page, whatever. And we can begin a conversation. Okay, cool. I have some free recipe books that I can send out to people for download. And this is... This is in one of those. Yeah. So getting back to what you were saying about that overwhelm of where to start, right? Because I think some of us are naturally sort of foodies mm-hmm. and others of us are not. Mm-hmm. And so start with something small. I think that's the big thing is I, I there's very few personalities that can go in and clean out the whole pantry and just be like, we are never eating anything processed again ever. And they're going to go from zero to 60 in two seconds. I think most personalities they're going to trigger their quit at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And so pick something that you want to start with. And so I always like to think about food upgrades. So what's an area that you're ready to make change in? Um, and then we talk about how can we move that from point A to point B to where you want to go. So a category might be soda. Maybe somebody's ready to change their soda habit. And so sometimes when you're ready for change, you can just be like, Boop, I'm done. That's the end of soda. Mm-hmm. I turn my back and they're good. Other people need small incremental changes. So maybe you go from the full sugar soda to a lower sugar soda. I'm never going to recommend diet. No. Soft drinks. It's okay, but Shannon. But it can be a... I don't drink stepping every stone. Once in a while. <laughs> if it can be a stepping every stone to the next thing that gets you from A to B, then it's okay mm-hmm. for a season, for a minute, mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and then you move into maybe uh, uh, sparkling water. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so there's layers of that. I think bread is another great category that people can upgrade in. So Shannon, you said you were raised on white bread, right? And mm-hmm. so many people were, and that's what we knew. And that was mm-hmm. the brand new thing that people could do when they could stop making their own bread at home. And it was almost a status symbol to get the white bread and all kinds of, again, emotions around our mm-hmm. food, right? And yet I think we'd all agree white bread, it's not mm-hmm. doing much, right? It's no. a food-like substance. It barely represents nutrition anymore. Right. And so can we upgrade that? And maybe you don't go all the way to a bread machine and sourcing your wheat from an organic farmer in Montana, but maybe you go to the whole wheat bread mm-hmm. or maybe you go to a five grain bread and then maybe you look for a gluten-free bread at some point, not because wheat's bad for us, but because the wheat we have available to us no longer represents what wheat looked like in ancient times. I like your approach because, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about like, we all know that white bread's not great for us, but I don't think many people do understand that there's a history to how food has been in our country where mm-hmm. we once had really rich soils that would grow really rich grains. Mm-hmm. And then when um, 
cooking kind of took a turn, maybe with the television shows and things that were coming out and boxed. Uh, well, up. microwave dinners. I yeah. mean, when, yeah, when we it, it, started yeah. going down the road of a microwave society, I mean, it we all turned, want fast, quick, yep. easy now. Yep. And it turned it turned us from a culture where, you know, mom is expected to slave in the kitchen to more convenient options and there were status symbols like you were mentioning yeah. there were things that were you know we we now are like why why are, why is this a status symbol we mm-hmm. don't even realize that at some point it, it wasn't because the white bread for example being something that if you had it that was a pretty cool thing if you make your own bread that's lame where now it's sort of shifting it's like oh you know how to make your own bread or oh you have a bread machine which by the way bread machines not too expensive and make really delicious bread yeah. mm-hmm. my mom and dad just started re starting that whole process in their life because my mom has a very specific diet right now Mm -hmm. and so they're making their own bread tastes so good Mm -hmm. and it's like oh i don't know that i know how to make my own bread in the oven and do all the proofing and stuff but i could stick it into a machine yeah Mm -hmm. so i love that your approach brenda is like yeah so if you want to change your bread habits make small changes whether it be shifting over to a healthier grain option or getting a machine and just dumping in the ingredients letting a machine create the better bread for you yeah. mm-hmm. and that there are so many resources out there with the internet and also people like yourself who you can just go to and ask a question and your approach is to not feel guilty. Whereas I feel like some people's approaches, you know, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. You know, if you're doing this, you're going to wreck your body. You're like, just start to make a change if you feel like you should. Yeah, well, you're recognizing that people didn't get where they're at overnight and they're not going to change it overnight. So you're helping them break it down into easy, manageable steps where they're finding that win. And winning is addictive. You yeah. have that win. You feel that physical change and difference within your body, your mental clarity. And it's easy. It's manageable. You want to do more, and those baby steps end up leading to a completely different lifestyle at some point. Right, absolutely. Yeah, so it's that small incremental over time, Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of the year, you look back and go, huh, that wasn't actually difficult, but look at how far I've come. Mm -hmm. And those changes then begin to compound. Once the bread change becomes easy, then you look at the next thing, which might be snacks mm-hmm. right i think snacks is such a simple category for us to upgrade in so we built a house a year ago and i love my new refrigerator it has the french doors on top but it has two drawers in between before mm. the freezer on the bottom and it's my fruit and my vegetable drawer because my girls would come in the kitchen mom can i have a snack yep and they would go and stand with the refrigerator doors open does this drive anyone else nuts <laughs> <laughs> Nut- i'm like open Memorize what's in there, shut the doors, decide what you're going to eat, <laughs> open the doors and take it out. <laughs> instead, so of, when, instead of just standing there and then just looking, <laughs> cooling the whole house with the refrigerator. And so when we choose snacks at my house, yes, if you're hungry, eat always. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in calorie restricting. If your body is hungry, it's telling you something. Listen to it. But feed it fuel. Mm hmm. Not a fun food, probably at snack time. And so what I just tell them is, yep, you can have anything that's a fruit or a vegetable. And so they decide fruit or vegetable and they open the fruit drawer or they open the veggie drawer and all the options are in there. And I try to keep things in there that are attainable for them. Right. So when they were younger, the cucumbers were sliced. Now they can do that stuff for themselves. Mm -hmm. The apples were sliced, some of those kinds of things. But um, I think if we can move some of our snacks into whole foods, we can Mm -hmm. make really big changes I love um, that. that you almost don't even notice, right? If you're still sitting down to a dinner that you recognize, um, 
that can be a big one. And then we choose better portion sizes. If we had a snack an hour before dinner that was an apple, all kinds of good things happen. You prime your GI system to receive nutrition. There's all kinds of fancy science stuff. Prime the GI. That happens. Mm-hmm. That's really where it gets scientific. And I, I do enjoy the science behind it. There's um, something that you were talking about where people in the morning will have like fruit because they know that it kind of gets their body uh, activated. And then um, at night they'll have like berries and vegetables. Yep. Because it kind of helps to break things down. Am I? Yeah, you're totally right. right. Okay. So the oversimplified is fruits are your cleaners. And so they tend to metabolize more slowly and they kind of go through our GI system and roto rooter out all the sludge from the processed food and the toxins in our environment that have built up in your small intestine, in your, yeah, small intestine, the long one. That's the small one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy to remember. <laughs> I've ruined all my science knowledge with getting the large and small intestine confused. It's all good. It's fine. And then veggies and berries are builders. And again, this is oversimplified. Just yeah. throwing them in big bucket categories. We don't have time and to go into everything. We don't have to. Yeah. So that then allows that nutrition to be absorbed directly into the intestinal wall rather than that nutrition having to go through the sludge. And then into the intestinal wall. So we make better use of our food. And you think about it. Most of us have fruit in the morning. It's just kind of think about your breakfast foods. There's Mm -hmm. a few crazies. My mom is one of them who has like a salad at breakfast and spinach omelets every day. And there are definitely Mm -hmm. people who do that. Um, But I think kind of our culture is something sweeter in the morning. And and fruit fruit is an option. Yep. Yeah. Fruit, berries, yogurt, yeah, Yeah. bananas. Yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. I do in the morning. Do you find, just like, I don't know, just a question. Do you find that um, we need to be eating more fruits and vegetables these days or fewer fruits and vegetables these days? Because I know GMO is a big thing. You've got like your organics. You've got the ones that have been genetically modified. And I don't want to go into the debate of GMO because that's just too big. But, um, you know, you're talking about having your fruits in, in the morning. And I'm like, okay, I'll have a strawberry and a couple of grapes, but I know that's not enough. I genuinely do not know how many fruits and vegetables I'm supposed to have every day. Okay. So I guess I've got two questions. One, is it okay if you have just a little bit? Should I have like seven cups? And and if so, how, do I have seven cups of grapes or do I have to have a mixture of it all? It's just so Well, yeah, because then you've got your high sugar fruit. Yeah. Your- Low sugar fruits. And so what is that like for me? I make a green smoothie and I put maybe a little bit of mango, but primarily it's all berry and it's spinach and it's kale and there's apple in there. And so what I'm about doing it all at once? The, the great value frozen bags at Walmart that I have in my freezer to make a smoothie. Is that even nutrient? How are you going to answer all those questions? Brenda? Oh, I gotcha. It's <laughs> good. It's Go. good. I love all these questions. <laughs> yeah. So more is better. More is better. Okay. That's the quick answer. Uh, We need, uh, according to the CDC, we need seven to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. So when I was growing up, it was five a day. When we had the food pyramid, it was five a day. They've raised it because we're not doing it, first of all, and because they also know that our food supply is less nutrient dense. So nerdy things like my grandmother could eat one bundle of spinach. For me now, 50 years later, to get the same nutritional value, I would have to eat 50 five zero bundles of spinach not gonna do it <laughs> wow i like spinach Why not? it tastes good to me i'm not gonna <laughs> eat 50 and if i eat it today i won't be able to look at it for a week yeah so that's a real challenge for us right um and actually we need more like 20 servings of fruits and vegetables if we exercise regularly 
Um, If we, and this is everyone, have been exposed to toxins in our environment, um, it is what it is. This is the world that we live in. And there are things in our environment that we can't change, but our nutrition can compensate for it. That's one of the things that I love about our bodies is they weren't created to live in a bubble. Lead, mercury have existed in our soil since the beginning of time. Our bodies are equipped to handle it. They're not equipped for the levels that we're getting. And Mm. so our nutrition then needs to rise up to support that. It can handle it. It just needs more nutrition. So more is better. Um, A serving is the size of your fist, roughly. So that's helpful, especially you and I talked about that with feeding Iris. That was a challenge for me with having preschoolers and toddlers in the house is how much should they be eating? Mm -hmm. And then this is true with toddlers. And I think it's true with adults, too. Look at what you eat in a whole day or in a whole week. Don't judge yourself by one meal or one serving necessarily, right? And so I think that's helpful. I know for my personality, if I kind of screw up at breakfast, whatever that looks like, it would be easy for my personality to just let the whole day go. That's how I am. I think if we can just say, okay, that was that. And my next Mm. thing is going to be better. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be better. And then variety always, I think is key. The more rainbow, the more colors that you can get. So just challenge yourself. Can I do three or five, you know, start from where you are servings of fruits and vegetables every day. And then can I eat a rainbow? Can I get something red, something orange, Mm -hmm. something yellow and don't discount the white foods. I used to discount the white foods, but onions and cauliflower and white potatoes, they serve our immune system, which this time of year is really, really great. And then Shannon, your question about sugar, Mm -hmm. I mean, ask seven people, you'll get seven different answers right right about the sugar. Right. But um, so my belief, and I think the science supports this is naturally occurring sugars in fruits our naturally occurring sugars and our bodies know how to metabolize them. And in their naturally occurring way, they are with all the fiber that we need to slow down Mm -hmm. the metabolism of that sugar in a way that it doesn't cause a spike and doesn't cause a problem. They're definitely people who are more sensitive to sugars Mm -hmm. that need to watch even the natural sugars. Mm -hmm. But I think for the rest of us that don't Mm -hmm. have that extra challenge, um, eat the fruit, Mm-hmm. Don't sweat the small stuff. That's and always go for it. that's always just been my natural feeling on it. Not knowing that there was science to back that up is I look at it just from, I guess my Christian perspective of believing that God made the earth and everything in it. And so, if you put it on this earth, it's good for us. So if it's if you're eating something that's been you know manufactured by you know, men and, and or you know what I mean, like People. not trying to make that yeah <laughs> humans. Where, if um if it's something that comes from a person that's being made then it's probably not good for you but you look at your fruits your vegetables your meats i mean there's a big debate now as to if you should even be eating meat i think we eat more of it than we should and our portion sizes are definitely completely off the wall in america i mean we're eating way more than we should but yeah, so uh, thank you, because that's mm-hmm. something that in my mind, I've always kind of justified and thought, ah, I think it's okay. So it is okay. Yeah. And I think to the meat standpoint, meat and carbs, what I like to say is, can I fill half my plate with fruit and vegetables? Instead of focusing on reducing the meat or reducing the carbs, can I fill half my plate with fruits and vegetables? And again, I think our bodies then begin to self-regulate when you've eaten all that. 
There isn't room for as much of the other stuff and you're satisfied with smaller portions. So yeah, I love a vegan lifestyle. I am an omnivore and I will be an omnivore for the foreseeable future. But I tend to eat vegan breakfast and lunch Mm. because I know that, um, that dairy in particular is something that I love, 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 mm-hmm. and my body loves it too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it doesn't serve me well. And I know that. And and now that I eat less of it, I can feel that reaction in my GI system and the bloating and the, um, I don't feel sick, but I don't feel my fantastic self. And so I try to eat those two meals. And then at dinner, I'm a little bit of a heathen sometimes. And it's kind of fun. I love that you're talking about being aware of your body and what's going on in mm-hmm. it, because it is something that's very individual. And there are some statements that can be made in like a blanket, like universal way. Yeah. Science, for example, just, you know, statements that can be made about food, nutrition, all that stuff. But you're really talking about the individual finding their own journey and you're checking in with yourself like you've got some delicious dessert in front of you that's healthy and you're paying attention to that. Your body's like, no, I think I'm good. And then you can stop or um, just kind of knowing how a food interacts with your body. And there's like two elements for me, you know, just being a I'm a new mom of an almost two year old and I can I'm fine with what my journey is knowing I could be better and knowing I have to take sometimes meal at a time, day at a time to figure out how to have an interaction, healthy, healthy interaction with my food. But then to see how I am quote unquote failing my kid is probably one of the hardest things that I've had to struggle with. And so as you're talking, I find myself doing the unhealthy comparison part of humanity where, and I know you've talked about this too, Brenda, like you're like, I talk about nutrition. That doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. And, and so um, for the sake of those of us who hear you talking about nutrition and hear uh, you talking about the ways that you interact with food and we're going, oh, I just don't do that. That's just not something that I do. And you're feeling bad about it. I don't know if you want to talk about how you haven't always done it well, but I can say with confidence through conversations with Brenda that it's not about like, oh, I knock it out of the park every single day. Da, 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 da. It's you're just talking about t- making changes where you can. Yep. And so because I know that about you, um, as I'm really feeling like I'm like, oh, I just want to do better for my kids. Like when you're talking about having the fruit and vegetable drawer, like that's something I should work towards. Mm-hmm. I feel that in like in my gut. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the part of my gut that's the small or large intestine, but it's in there. <laughs> Like she needs to have access to that and right. get into that rhythm of n- not wanting to go towards the sugary stuff. Yeah. Because right now my thing is I go to the health food store and I try to find the healthiest options for snacks, which are better than going to yeah. maybe another place. So I spend more money on trying to make sure that she has access to stuff that doesn't have a lot of processed sugar in it, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Because my husband and I do not have a lifestyle of being aware of our food on that spectrum you're talking about where Shannon maybe would be the more like consume it because it's fun i think i'm on the other end where it's just like it's just something that makes me move every day mm-hmm. and so finding that balance for myself is important but i think my motivation is as a mom to make sure that my kid has better access to these kinds of decisions so i, yeah. I i'm kind of expressing a lot of my thoughts right now mm-hmm. but mainly i'm just feeling that thing inside of me that knows that i could do better and so i appreciate again how you're just delivering the information mm-hmm. and that's reminding me of a story of an imperfect time so yeah i've been teaching this on and off for 20 years i've been in this community of let's eat better let's make it a place where fueling our bodies with whole food is normal 
And yet, as my babies moved into, and they're 16 months apart, right? So it was like, whoop, we had babies. When they moved into table food, and I was being very intentional about half their plate and their little fist size servings of this and that, and um, and then I would take my plate to the kitchen table, and I had to send myself back to the kitchen because it became baby food in my mind. It became kid food in my mind, and I wasn't serving it to myself. So we're all we're all just doing the best we can and start where you are. Don't worry about yesterday. And I think that getting curious piece, getting curious with yourself, how is my body feeling when I eat this or what is an area that I would be ready to make a change in? Like we so quickly want to throw obstacles up. Oh, I can't do that. And I can't do that. And I can't do that. Okay. What could you do? What would you be willing to do? And then read the label on that thing. So if it's, um, uh, the Cheez-Its, right? And okay, so I'm gonna look at the Cheez-Its. I like Cheez-Its. I buy Cheez-Its sometimes. Mm, we don't. I like Cheez-Its oh, so too. So I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll have rabbit it. trail and say we put our foods in our house in three categories. And this is from Dr. William Sears. You probably can find the book at the public library. And now I can't tell you the name of it. Shoot. You want to look it up? It has a green cover. Yep. Um, Dr. Bill Sears, and it's a kid's book. Uh, I don't know. How do you spell his last name? S-E-A-R-S, just like the department store. Oh, William. Mm-hmm. The healthiest kid in the neighborhood? No. Uh, it has a green cover. It's a green border around with a cartoon kid. So it's a children's picture book. And anyway, in there, he goes, he uses the language of a traffic light. So there's red light foods, foods that you should try to avoid. There are yellow light foods that are okay to do sometimes, but not all the time. Uh, So those are slow down foods. And then there's green light foods, which is like these power bites that you can eat all you want or the apple or the spinach, eat all you want. Uh, And so that's it. Eat healthy. Feel great. Thank you, Danae. You're welcome. And Google is our friend. Google is our friend. It's a great book. I own it. And it's got a fold out poster in the back, even with the categories of food. And so I've got it at my house. Are we call them a yellow light food? They may tech. I mean, depends on how how clean you want to go, right? It'll be your own barometer in your own house. And so I will just tell my kid, they'll be like, "Hey, we're out of this," and I'll be like, "That's a yellow light food." So I'm not gonna commit to replacing it every time we're out of it. It's something that we'll do once in a while, and um, that's very helpful too. So you might start with some red light food categories and say, how can I upgrade that and read the food label? And like you said, look for things that have fewer ingredients. I love to go for things that have four ingredients or less. Look for things where sugar's not the top three ingredients and um, make sure you can pronounce everything that's in it. I think that's fantastic too. So that's just cutting out. And then uh, I try really hard to avoid food dyes. So for me, that would be very difficult for our diet, but I'm doing one of those things. Yeah. I make sure sugar is not one of the main ingredients. So for me right now, I'm going, cool, I'm doing one thing yeah. well. So I appreciate that because you're not making me feel like, oh gosh, those other three things are, you know, I'm failing. Right. Because it's not about, this show is not about getting things perfect. This is about living an imperfect life and just talking about your journey through that. Right. And so, you know. And supporting one another in how we're able to continue that journey to upgrading things. I mean, like I'm thinking about 
you know, the episode we did where you talked about the um, gummy bunnies. And yes, the James absolutely loves fruit snacks. He is obsessed with these dino shark fruit snacks. They're horrible. And so we read ingredients labels not long ago. So I'm thinking with what you're saying, that's one immediate thing that I can do right now is switch him over if he's going to eat fruit snacks do the fruit snacks that you're feeding Iris. And maybe um, as time goes on, we decide fruit snacks are just not going to be great altogether. Or we figure out a way to have it as a every once in a while type of a thing. It becomes a yellow light Yep. And maybe we make it ourselves. Like, who knows? Maybe it becomes that she, when she wants a snack, she has fruit. And that might mean that I don't have that convenient grab and give her option in the car. Maybe it means that I have to think ahead and pack some things that she can snack on in the car. And right now she's, uh, you know, 21 months old. So, right. you know, this is a journey that I'm going to be on. And I'm happy to share where I'm at in that journey. I'm happy to um, introduce you to Brenda so that if you need some encouragement in your life, if there's an area where you're like, I don't know how to get started. My situation is X, Y, Z. This is something that Brenda is really, really passionate about. Um, as she mentioned, her website is forkfighter.com. And um, I know that, so my friends are very diverse. We come from a lot of different backgrounds. And mm-hmm. uh, just like Ilya Stowers has a, um, a, a, in the previous episode that we had with um, a guest, and she has a, an organization where she helps to empower leaders. Mm-hmm. Brenda also helps people to make quicker, better uh, nutritional changes in their life. Because one of the things that you can do right away in your life is to begin to take that fruit fruit and vegetable pill that she was talking about. Yeah. Um, and I'm I am not going to shy away from introducing our audience to options if it's going to work for them. Absolutely. So um, I would love for you to consider if this is something that seems stressful in your life. Let me just tell you real quick. That when I started taking uh, the company, is it okay if I say the company's name? Absolutely. Okay. So it's Juice Plus, which is a very well-known company. In Mm -hmm. fact, as I started to take this, I asked a lot of my friends and all of the feedback I got was do it, take it. It's good stuff. Uh, So essentially they figured out how to take. Figured out how to put 30 fruits and vegetables into six capsules. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, as I've said, my health, not great. My relationship with food, not a hundred percent. So, but I wanted to get nutrition in my body and I wanted to get nutrition in my daughter's body. So I started to get the gummies for my daughter and I started to take fruits, vegetables, and berries for myself. And my husband started taking fruits and vegetables. Then my mom and dad started taking fruits and vegetables. And every single one of us has had a personal experience where just adding in that amount of nutrition into our bodies has affected us positively in some way. And I I am not a placebo type person. I'm not a person that gets super excited about products, but I know that it's because it's nutrition. It's mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables. It's not It's not a vitamin. It's right. an actual fruit and vegetable in pill form. Well, in pill form and gummy form, and mm-hmm. the gummy forms taste good. Um, my son and I take them as well. And there is a peace of mind, especially when life is busy, that you can just grab into that bag and you know you're getting the nutrition that you need um, without having to stand in the kitchen and make it happen in that moment. And just knowing for me, because I do love to cook and we do 
a lot of um you do a lot of healthy a lot I mean, yeah a lot. a lot of whole food yeah. options and smoothies and things of that i mean you've taught classes about it before so this isn't something that you don't know how to right. do yeah but it's a season of life thing when you're in seasons of life even down to when i was sick this last week just being able to grab out of that bag and know i was still getting nutrition that my stomach couldn't have handled drinking one of my smoothies or taking in even any solid food at that point, mm-hmm. I knew my body was still getting food and nutrition. So anyway, this show is not, um, this is not based here on a sales pitch to you nope. guys. This is just three people talking about how it's made a difference in their life. And if you're looking for a way to start out, this is, in my it's opinion, a great affordable option. It's that's, good stuff. That's why I mentioned it. Is because, you know, Brenda, you're talking about just making small changes. And for me, this was a small change that I could make where my husband and I sat down and we both agreed we know we're not getting the right amount of t- nutrition in our lives and we want to make sure Iris gets it. So we decided that the small change that we can make to get started was to buy our fruits and vegetables in pill form. And I have to tell you, when I told my mom, she was like, when I was a little girl in school, they said in the future, we will take our vegetables and fruits in pill form and nobody believed it. Wow. And that was a really fun conversation. She's now fast forward. Here I am X amount of years later, 50 years later or whatever. And I am literally getting my fruits and vegetables in pill in form. Pill, yeah, pill now form. it doesn't necessarily mean like, I think you would say Brenda that you replace the intake that you right. have. It is, right. it is something that you can give your body so that your body is getting a really high uh, nutrition that it, it goes needs. in that more is better category, right. right? And so it's not a vitamin. It has a nutrition label, just like broccoli in the freezer section has a nutrition label. So it's food. That's a huge, that was a huge decision maker for me, having been raised on a, a vitamin. I'm kind of like you, Shannon, if God made it, it's good for me. Right. If it's been changed, I go, hmm, mm-hmm. really? And so I love that this is just God's food in a vehicle that I can do every day regardless of what the day looks like. And yeah, it's not an excuse to go eat whatever you want. And it's not a substitute for real food. It is that catalyst that if you want to get into the science, scientists have shown by what we feed ourselves, we can actually change our taste buds and our cravings. It's called metabolic reprogramming if you want to Google it. And it's a real thing. And so we've seen that this product has been on the market over 25 years. We've seen that happen. So this becomes that catalyst for people who go, I know I want to start. I don't know where to start. And I can't get the to start. I don't I can't internally motivate myself to start. This becomes the thing. And then I've seen my husband who detested pineapple when we got married walk by the kitchen table when the girls and I had a bowl of pineapple and pop one in his mouth. I didn't tell him to. And I really thought he'd grown two heads. It's like, what is going on? He goes, oh, you know, men, right? Like, we don't overthink it. I don't know. Smelled good. (laughs) Tastes good. (laughs) Kept on going. But that's huge, right? Because then you Google pineapple, health benefits of pineapple, bromelain, anti-inflammatory, a natural cough suppressant. I mean, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. This is our pharmacy. You, You were talking about your mom and the food of the future. The other quote i think is aristotle Ooh, i don't know for sure that's okay the people of he the future <laughs> will need no medicine they will heal themselves with food Ooh, and we have all of that we right? do because for the first time we have such a science-based society that says no look at all this research 
one of the things I really loved about, um, and I, again, not doing a pitch, just wanting you guys to know in some of the research that I did is that um, this product has been researched a lot and there's a lot of studies that, you know, back it. So anyhow, if, if this conversation has stirred something inside of you, whether you want to make a change just in what you're purchasing at the grocery store, or if you're thinking that you want to know about a product like this, you can contact Brenda. Yep. Um, forkfighter.com. Is there any other place that people can find you if they've got questions either about just nutrition in general or, you know, this Juice Plus uh, product? I have a Juice Plus website as well, um, but Fork Fighter is probably the best place to find me. Okay. Um, and then we'll get connected and I can help them out for sure. I would love to do that. Yeah. Because we're all just doing the best we can. Yep. We yeah. really are. And um, I'm excited that I get to chant. I have a chance to open up the nutrition conversation because this would have gone very differently, I think, a month and a half ago before wow. I started to get nutrition in my life. Um, and again, I'm not doing it because I'm making organic meals every single day right now. My nutrition journey is just get something in my body that's really, really healthy for me. Right. And I'm excited to see what happens next. So um, any other last thoughts before we wrap up today's show on uh, food and food failing and just working our way through nutrition in our life? Anything else popping in your mind? No, I just thank you for being willing to come in here and talk with us and to share this knowledge base with our audience. I know it's been hugely helpful and inspiring to me and some areas where I have backtracked what you've said today has reignited a fire in me that did not exist when I walked in this room. Okay. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> oh, good. I'm really I'm excited so about that. I'm having that feeling yeah. where I wish that we had seven more hours to just continue to talk about all well, the areas where we didn't get to really so I was dive thinking, in. I think we need to do a continuation and let's talk oh. about that because one of the areas that as you're making changes that popped into my mind is... You know, when you said I need to come up with snack options for Iris, but that means I'm going to have to plan ahead. That's a whole episode within yeah. itself is talking about setting aside that time for food prep and the tricks of the trade to to making it go faster and the longevity of the food. So there's so many ways. And that's a passion of mine, yep. as everyone knows. So, <laughs> so I got to say, look for fruits and vegetables that God prepackaged into go things. Right. So like Apples. blueberries are already toddler sized packaged oh. you don't there's no cutting there's no they're mm -hmm. in a wrapper they're not gonna juice all over everywhere there's all kinds of things like that begin to look for some of those things cherry tomatoes is another great one that you wouldn't i mean it's wash and ready and that's, that's true it. so thank you for that yeah Ooh. well this has been tips and tricks with picture and perfect podcast <laughs> I am also super excited. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's show, for your continued five-star reviews on iTunes. You guys are just so awesome. We would ask that if you love the show, uh, you please head to iTunes and give us a rating and review so other people can find us and enjoy what we're putting out. Um, next week, we're going to be doing our mini-sode. So all of your thoughts, uh, feedback perspective whether it's on this show or any other show we'd love to feature your thoughts and feedback you can message us through our website pictureimperfect.show you can call or email or text us all the information at the website along with the show notes and so uh, Shannon does those thank you for doing that Shannon why well, you're very welcome so that's what all of this is I was wondering <laughs> 
But last time we had a guest, as soon as we, yeah, as soon as we turned off the the mics, she said, "What are all those post-its?" And I make notes that you yep. talk about so we can put them in our show notes. Nice. Yep. So you'll be able to see how to reach out to Brenda and talk with her directly. Um, I think we should take a picture of these power bites. What are they again? They are protein balls. God, <laughs> these protein balls are the best. Okay, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm just getting ready to go into, I know we're on internet radio, so there isn't like censorship, but I censored myself. For you. But these are, these are so absolutely good. fantastic. And I'm here to tell you, I would take this over a chocolate fudge brownie yep. any day of the week delicious yeah so we'll take a picture of them and put them in the show notes so if you're curious um i mean it just looks like a chocolate ball but it tastes delicious do you have the recipe that you could okay maybe we can link the recipe for you guys as well if you'd be willing to share this recipe we can take a picture of them and then i'll link it in the show notes perfect so once again thanks guys so much for listening we'll see you next week on the next episode of picture imperfect until then have a beautifully imperfect day bye friends That green Jeep I've had for a very long time. That's my my little girl. Right. I want to date you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) My dream car is a Range Rover, but my inner (gasps) fun girl is a bright green Jeep Wrangler. Yes, that is. That's my car. That is my my weekend girl. I go between that and like a antique Corvette. I'm still on Range Rover. Uh, Range Rover has become my new dream car. Really? Yes, just recently. Yep. Mm -hmm. White with tan interior. Mm. I got it. It's all... I like the black one with black interior. Having a toddler, Uh I'm worried about the white interior. Sexy. You should be. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You'll grow out of it, and then you can have a big girl car. (laughs) I'm afraid my next one is going to have to be a sexy hot rod van like my friend Shannon has. <laughs> you need to stop. It is a sports model and you need to come drive it and then you will apologize to me publicly. Oh, <laughs> okay, awesome. mom. Oh, I just, so hashtag mommed. <laughs> I've been schooled.